When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Fight fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps with Boxing Social in partnership with Ready to Fight, FreeBets.com, Empire Fight Store, and Forged Irish well Stout. And <laughs> all the partners, all the partners ticked off. Well yes, done. Yes, well yes. And I'm joined now with Eddie Hearn. Eddie, it's good to see you here in Vegas. Um, we just spoke a few days ago, but still more to talk about. We got always, uh, always, always, always lots to talk about with you. Uh, Connor Ben versus Peter Dobson mm-hmm. this week. Do you know what, Ed? I was actually quite surprised to find out that the fight is early Yes, very on early. Saturday. Very early. Yeah. Very I mean, obviously, in an ideal world, Conor Ben would be fighting in the UK. We all know the problems with that. He can fight anywhere in the world, apart from in the UK with a British boxing border yeah. control, bizarrely. Um, but we wanted to make sure that he's a huge draw for DAZN in the UK. So we wanted to make sure that it was on UK time zone. So 2.30 p.m. main event here on the Strip and 10.30 p.m. UK time. Mm-hmm. So quite unique. And you know, you've got guys like Jimmy Sainz and George Dillard opening the show at like 10 a.m. Yeah. So you'll be getting to the venue at 8, 8 a.m. So. The only other time that I've ever had to do that was in Macau yeah. when Manny Pacquiao fought. That's right. And also in <laughs> Australia sometimes as well. They have yeah. their shows at 11 a.m., 12 a.m. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, unique, but at least we get a big audience, mm-hmm. you know, particularly in the U.K. So Peter Dobson... Um, I love the fact that they're kind of trash talking yeah. each other, right? Because it kind of, it, let's be honest, it it adds cool, to um, fight night and have them having a bit of beef. Um, Peter was talking about the how grateful he is because he finally feels like he's getting a machine behind him yeah. to be able to to promote his career. He mentioned something about having another fight with Matchroom. Is that correct? If he wins, if he, I mean, wins yeah, I mean, look, I feel. One of the reasons Peter Dobson got this opportunity is he's a decent fighter. Like he's 16 and 0, something like that. He's a he's a 154 pounder. He signed up to fight Kevin Ajarko in a big mm-hmm. Irish card. Kevin uh, got injured, so he was without a fight mm-hmm. late on as well. Like he was left with nothing. Then I was going to put him in with Pat McCormack and headline in Newcastle. Mm-hmm. And Pat got a shoulder injury and had to pull out like a week before. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, this guy's been training all this time. He's been looking for this major opportunity. He said yes to absolutely every fight. Mm-hmm. I thought he deserved the payday. And yeah. listen, people ask me, oh, the fight, is it good? This is, all I can say is this. Dobson, good American fighter, undefeated, tough as old boots, dying for the opportunity. In my opinion, not world-class, not elite level. Connor Ben wants all these big fights. He wants Boots. He wants Crawford. If he's what I and I do know he is, he's mm. going to go through this guy. Mm. But I tell you what, Dobson won't lay down. He will give it everything. It'll be a great scrap. But I do expect Connor to knock him out mm. inside six rounds. Especially the way he's feeling. Especially the way he's looking. Especially the way he's talking. Mm. He's a savage, Connor. Mm. Hot, like just a brute. He's got so many similarities to his father. I also headlined in Vegas, you know, and it, although we didn't expect to be here, it's a massive thing for a British fighter to headline on the strip, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Connor's, Connor's a massive star, so he's got a shine on Saturday night. Connor um, was 
And Matt, I don't know if this is out yet. Is the video with Connor in tears out yet? Is it? That was, um, it was hard to hear that, Where seeing like that? when he was talking about. Oh, right, yeah, well, yeah, yesterday. He, oh, today, wow, yeah. He was in tears talking about how he was at some point contemplating taking his own life yeah. due to the abuse that he was receiving mm. online and feeling like he, you know, wanting to vindicate mm. the name, the Ben name and, and everything that, that came along with that. Like, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I saw Because I mean, I'm yeah, sure saw you, you saw it. Exactly. I saw him in my office a, a dozen times, mm-hmm. breaking down, crying. I don't forget, Michelle, as well, like, and I don't mind saying this, the immediate response, just so people know, is you're guilty. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, even myself, like, when I receive that piece of paper, mm-hmm. I read it and I go, I can't believe it. Guilty. Like, that's a bad trait, but that's life, right? And the, you can talk about innocent till proven guilty, but I also look at it and I go, oh, I know Connor. Mm-hmm. Like, and I also know the team around him. I know how meticulous he is in his training, in his preparation. I know he's a good person. No, I know he's got a trainer in Tony Sims that would never, like, he would never, ever accept anything like that. You do that, you are out. You're, you're a scumbag, yeah. right? And when I received that, I was like, I don't believe it. But it's there. So really, you're guilty. Mm-hmm. And I had him in the office, and he'll tell you, half a dozen times where I've said to him, if you lie to me, I'm telling you now, I'll put it on him. Everybody did. And he never won, like, and we're good judges of characters. I'm not saying people can't lie. Right. But the opportunities for Connor Ben to get out of this situation by lying were there for him. Mm-hmm. People, and I won't say who because I want to get him into trouble, nothing to do with our team, who said to him, oh, what you could do is you could say this. Just say that. You know, and Connor would say, I'm not saying that. That's a lie. Right. And it's like, well, and for ages it was like, well, what is your excuse? And that's where the money had to be spent to look into it. So the reason that I back him like I do and the reason that I believe in him is because I've seen it firsthand. Mm -hmm. And I like to think that after interrogating someone for so long, I'm a good enough judge of character to believe in someone. Mm -hmm. And I believe him. So if he's telling the truth, which I am sure he is, imagine how he felt. Do you know what I mean? Like even if he cheated, which he didn't, I'm sure it would have been tough even then with remorse of saying, I shouldn't have done it. Imagine not cheating. Mm -hmm. And imagine the whole world accusing you, believing it, and also targeting and and defaming the Ben name. Mm -hmm. What's been built so many years over a legacy within British boxing. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like in, in online these days, it's like there is no you're innocent until proven guilty. You're life. actually guilty until in life, proven innocent. Like, once that happens, and it's mm-hmm. a bit like, I know, look at Better Be after the other week. Mm-hmm. I received that thing. First thing I thought was, cheat. No, we spoke to Varda. Prob- probably not. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like that sticks with you. Whatever Connor Ben does now, and even I believe when he gets cleared again by the British Boxing Border Control, people will say, you're a cheat. You. If you if you if you fight that in life, you're going to be fighting a losing battle. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You're never going to get the acceptance of everybody. You're never going to get the support of everybody. You've got to be mentally strong enough, mm-hmm. especially when you're in the limelight, especially when you've got opinions and you know coming at you, ping, 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 ping. You've had it, like you know, you know. You just get to a point where you go, I don't care anymore, and I think yeah. that's where Connor's at now. He still wants he still wants people to believe in him. He wants people's respect. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Because the best way that I can describe it is, as a son of a successful father, the one thing you want more than anything is respect. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Forget the money. You want to have the respect that you can walk in your own shoes and you can maintain the integrity of that name and the legacy and the generation Mm -hmm. of a Hearn or a Ben. Because it's very difficult to achieve anything in your own right without someone saying, yeah, but you got that or you got the contract with Matrim because you're Nigel Ben's son. Do you know how hard Conor Ben works? I promise you now, there ain't a harder worker in British boxing than Conor Ben. Mm. Right? You ask Tony, like, and uh, there are others who work really hard, don't get me wrong, but when you got money, same like me. I work Did you like feel a- that pressure? Like, obviously... When your parent is so successful yeah, you know what, when, and... When you get... Sorry, go on. No, no. When your parent is so successful, there is that added pressure to have to prove to everybody that, no, look, so, I, I am good at my job. Listen, I mean, we know you're good at your job, most, but you get what I'm saying. Most people who have successful parents yeah. actually go on to achieve nothing. because so true. Because they, they either fuck it all up yep. or they're just not good enough to be at the level that their parents were. Because they were coddled their whole life. It's actually like... And I can't ever say it's hard but it ain't easy mm-hmm. to compete on the same level as your father or even get the respect of the industry like you look at people like Campbell Hatton mm-hmm. he's always going to be compared to Ricky of course. Connor always going you know Chris Eubank Jr mm-hmm. like that that's a very difficult they're difficult shoes to fill like you can even achieve so much but you weren't as good as your dad were you mm-hmm. do you know what I mean my challenge is to be better than my dad mm-hmm. that and but I'm 44. For many years, I think I probably rebelled against the fact that, like, 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 I always say, I would love to have made it from nothing. I think that is one of the greatest achievements you can ever have. My dad did. He came from a council estate into a, you know, hundreds of millions. Mm-hmm. Massive entrepreneur that changed the face of sport in the UK. Mm-hmm. One of the most successful sports business companies in the world. Like, that's achievement. Well, I can try. The only thing I can try and do is to take it to another level or outperform him, because I got a leg up. Conor Ben got a leg up, but in life you can only play the hand that you dealt. Mm-hmm. But when you get the cards, you've still got to play it. You've still got to play the flop, the turn, and the river in the right way. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult to do with the pressures of like, especially in boxing, not for me, but for them. And you know, you—that's one reason I don't always get on with Chris Eubank Jr., but I respect him. He's a tough son of a bitch, mm-hmm. right? And he he bought he was brought up in a mansion in Brighton. Yeah, he's tougher than most. Mm-hmm. Got a good chin, fucking. You know what I mean? Like others would quit before him. Mm-hmm. So don't don't always tell me you got to come from a certain background to be something. Mm-hmm. Not true. Yeah. If you have got the grit in a game where you need grit, it helps. But grit doesn't just come from the house that you grew up in. Grit comes from in here mm-hmm. and in here. Do you know what I mean? And how you were built. So, for me, my biggest asset is my engine and my work rate. I work like a dog. I work like I'm broke every single day. But that's what, that's what was drummed into me. How do you maintain doing that, though, Ed? Because it's so comfortable to be able to say, I don't have to work anymore. Passion. I don't have... Passion, will to win, yeah. and a responsibility to do... You know, I have a responsibility because of the... Um, opportunities that I was given and the way that my dad worked mm-hmm. to put me, my family, 
the business where it is to make him proud. And, and I think a lot of it, you know, you always want to make your dad proud. Do you know what I mean? Especially as a son. That's your hero, isn't it? So what I want, and I think I've always probably in the early years struggled with that or, or had to understand it, not struggle with it, is acceptance. You know, I want my dad to go, my boy. Do you know what I mean? He's one of us. That's why the story that you know a lot of people don't understand when we tell it is at 16 when he took me in the gym. You know, he said, "I need, I need." He said, "You're, a, I don't want to be rude, but you're, a, you're a posh kid. I need to give you a pasting." Do you know what I mean? So let's go in the ring, we, and I was supposed to happen at 18, but I was a lump at 16, and we went in there and I beat the shit out of him. Yeah. And he was so happy, Michelle. Like I can't. Like he was on the floor. I dropped him twice with body shots, and he was like. You done it, son. Like as if to say, you're one of us. Do you know what I mean? So, like, but that's, you know, you have to be, you have to have something inside you. Yeah, of course. Like, and you have to be built that way. Mm-hmm. Like as much as I was spoiled as a kid, my dad always, you know, you don't get given nothing in life mm-hmm. w- without hard work. And his greatest, probably his greatest achievement, is that he built someone who does work like a dog when he don't need to but it still comes down to passion for yeah, what you do I love what I do I love boxing you know it's it's even when I talk about walking away at 50 whatever very difficult because it's a huge part of my life mm-hmm. you know the ups and downs sitting there last week with Ryder fuck you know and then getting beaten fuck go back to the room you don't really like, think you're going to walk away at 50 do you I want to walk away I don't want to be like my dad you know I've also learned over time as you get older, you really start to understand life better. Mm. I don't just have to be like my dad. Do you know what I mean? I don't have to do exactly what he did. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. He now at 75 is retired, right? He's working every day and he needs that in his life. Like it keeps him fresh. Mm. And he's an asset to the business. He's a genius. Like he's a numerical genius. He's a chart accountant. You know, he's unbelievable at planning. But I don't have to do that. But when I was younger, I thought I have to do exactly what he done. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, but what would someone like you have to do to sort of keep your mind sharp? Because you are someone who but everyone's different. Like he, but, the idea of him going to, I don't know. I like as I've got older, I quite like the idea of exploring and seeing things. Because although I'm flying around all the time. I haven't seen that much. Like yeah. you know, I, I start looking now as everyone does. Got Instagram, and you see something like in Thailand or Bora Bora and I'm like wow I could actually see myself maybe for two or three weeks little backpack off we go <laughs> do you know what I mean that might sound strange to you but but he like if you said that to him he'd go nah no yeah. in, no interest like he likes to go somewhere for two days go there go to New York get a state but that's where I'm saying I've realised everyone's different I'm not the same as my dad yeah. we have a lot of qualities I also have a lot of qualities from my mum thankfully mm-hmm. but just because he is 75 and still grafting every day doesn't mean I have to do it mm-hmm. and I like see the idea I love the idea of one day walking off into the sunset do you know what I mean and that's one of the reasons that I work like I do because in my own mind one day I'm going to go but I need to know I've given it everything and I need to know I've given you my last breath and my last drop of passion or energy or and when that goes it's like a fire mm-hmm. as soon as that goes time like on one day I may be going from fight to fight to fight no, I talk I'll drop a name but I was with Dana White yesterday mm-hmm. and he was saying are you enjoying the travelling and I said I, I love the travelling 
you know, the hardest thing in the travelling is not spending enough time with your kids and yeah, football and but like, I want to experience that with them. They understand I had exactly the same thing as well growing up. But he said, you know, I'm 54 now and I think when you get to 54, you might not feel the same way about the travelling. I, I, I agree. And, you know, when the passion goes, like you say, how do you do that? What motivates you? That's what, what motivates me to do it. Mm-hmm. And once that goes and I'm going, I don't want to get on this plane. I don't want to go to this show. I don't want to sit down with 40 media outlets and do 20 minutes with all of them. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to do it anymore. I think I, I won't. Do you know what I mean? But I'll, You never know. You may end up being like Bob and you just keep going. Get, hey, Listen, he... I, I look at Bob like, don't forget, in my household, I grew up with my dad in boxing. So when I was eight till when I was very early 20s probably, my dad was in boxing. Mm-hmm. I must say he wasn't a pleasant person but he was nowhere near the kind of person that he is now. Mm. Do you know what I mean? The most carefree, motivated, happy man I've ever met. When he was in boxing, he wasn't. He was angry. He's, he had a short temper. He was stressed. And when he left boxing, it was like a, a weight has just mm. disappeared off him. He misses it, and he misses the buzz, but he doesn't miss the lifestyle. That's why pe- people like Frank and people like mm. Bob, I have unbelievable respect for but I do look at them sometimes and think, are you happy? Like, you look a bit miserable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but it's a, like it's difficult to walk away because it is their life. Mm. It's my life as well at the moment, boxing. Mm. But I do like the idea in my head, and maybe it'll never happen, of just going, guys, you know, sitting down with you maybe in six years' time and going, I've got to be honest with you, I don't feel it anymore. Mm-hmm. So thank you for everything, the most incredible memories. And I'm off to Koh Samui for a couple of weeks, and I'm going to Bora Bora, and then I'll probably be back starting a new management company in boxing in about a month's time. So, yeah. we, we deviated a bit there. Yeah, no, but it was, it was nice. One. It yeah, was a good one, right? yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but you did mention, obviously, Dana White. You mm. saw him, um, but it was because Connor was there, right? No, that I just guys... had a meeting with him. I always catch up with him when oh, I'm in okay. Vegas. He's like, again, I don't want to sound like, uh, I don't know what you Americans say, like we say a brown noser or a suck-up job or whatever, like... But I like I look at Dana White and I look at the UFC business and it's massive motivation for me. Mm-hmm. Like some fighters might look at a fighter. I look at that business. I look at Dana. I look at, you know, and it's things like I go to the performance center and I look at what what's in there and the service that it provides for the mm-hmm. fighters and how every, and I just think that's like that's the levels mm-hmm. of where I want to be, mm-hmm. you know? And so by getting half an hour of time with him it's really important for me to learn to be around and to look at the success of the business mm-hmm. and things that I can change because sometimes in life you get dragged into the level do you know what I'm saying I want to be up here past everybody else where they are I don't want to be competing with the competition in boxing yeah. I, I feel deluded or not I should be many levels above and that shows me how many levels there are like UFC as a business is levels above Matram. But we're learning and we're improving and we're chasing. We're not really chasing them, but we're chasing the level. And that's what you've got to continue to do. So, you know. Do you think that you win, just an idea, I mean, given what's going over, going on over in Saudi and how we're getting like the five versus five with Queensberry and, and Matchroom, do you ever think that maybe there could be some sort of creative angle that you guys can do with, say, the UFC? I mean, we are seeing a lot of crossover 
you know, yeah, MMA yeah, fight, fighters coming yeah, to boxing I anyways. Think, I don't think Dana's mad on the crossovers, and I don't think they always work. But I imagine think, how big that would be, though. Yeah, but I think the more like the five-on-five five stuff, I think there's a lot to be said about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Us against Oscar, top rank against PBC. It creates narrative. It mm-hmm. creates conversations. Look at the, the feedback of the 5v5. It's, it's as big as probably any fight yeah. I've ever been involved with. We haven't even announced any fights yet. It's just a concept. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like that just shows you how big it can be. And, and that we've got to keep it fresh. And that's very fresh. And mm-hmm. they continue to do that. They continue to... You know, breaking new markets is important for us. That's something we've done that no one else has been able to do. So, yeah. So you being here in Las Vegas, obviously you mentioned that you were going to go ahead and, and speak with uh, Bill Haney mm-hmm. about possibly something that you guys can do with Ryan Garcia. We've seen that they've been going back and forth online again. When you just left, um, Oscar De La Hoya seemed a little bit thrown off by the fact that you were involved at all in negotiations because he was under the impression that Devin Haney was a free agent and he was kind of taken aback by what, why you were in the equation. Are you, is there a deal in place? He, he would say that. Um we have an option with Devin to do something on a first last and you know we're able to put offers forward to him and match offers and etc and etc cetera, et cetera. but that's the fight for him I'm not looking to be disruptive and you know but Ryan's been sending me messages and I've not negotiated with him or spoke any business with him mm. just he's made it clear that he'd like to fight Devin and you know Devin is a guy that I want the best for and I think that's the right fight for him it's the right fight for DAZN of course, um, but yeah, I saw I saw Oscar say that, and I saw his comments about our own five v five, which mm-hmm. he kind of poo pooed on, if you like. But I don't know why he'd do that. But like, he talks a good game, Oscar. We want to work together. We want to do this, but I don't know. I don't know. Time will tell. <laughs> um, another thing, just out of curiosity, Canelo had mentioned, or there's rumors that Canelo is talking about a possible May fight against Jamal Charlo, but also a September fight against Terence Crawford. What's your thoughts on that? I think he should fight Munguia and Benavides. I think that's the two fights for him this year. I, I think the Charlo fight is a dead spud, if that's even a thing. Um, the first fight with the Charlo brother was did terrible business and was just not compelling. Mm-hmm. You know, Charlo hasn't boxed for two years. I just don't think he's competitive. Munguia looked great the other night. I think he's all action. I think he's really exciting. The Benavides fight is huge. Um, but Canelo's earned the right to do really whatever he wants to do. Do you think maybe there's a little bit low-key, you know, the fact that, that he doesn't have the best of relationship with Oscar and Oscar's the one yeah, who's promoting sure. oh, yeah. They, uh, You know, Eddie and Canelo never said to me, we are not fighting any Golden Boy fighters. Yeah. But the relationship is awful. Yeah. And I think they'd rather not, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. So I think if Jaime Munguia was with Matram, we would make the Canelo fight instantly. And we were working with Canelo. Like, but it's just probably one where you go, like, he might go, uh, you don't do your thing. Do you know what I mean? But, you know, Canelo's earned the right to do what he wants, and, you know, he's a, he's a tremendous fighter. Mm-hmm. Lastly, Ed, I know you got to get going. Um, just th- your thoughts on the rumors that Anthony Joshua was dropped in sparring. You mean Tyson Fury dropped in sparring? Or was, no. oh, or was there another one? I thought you talked about Jai Apatai dropping Tyson Fury. Oh, is it was it Tyson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eddie, let me start that. It, let me start that question that's again. Right. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. That's the We're problem gonna... with rumors. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, but look, no, you, know, you should keep that in because, yeah. like, no, but seriously, I'm serious. Like, at the end of the day, like, it's the most like 
Jaya Pattaya did not drop Tyson Fury in sparring. Right? I look after Jaya Pattaya. I, I, I would like him to off. It would be a great story. Rubbish. The rumours, the boxing rumours in general are ridiculous. But, like, Johnny Nelson came out on Talk Sport and he was like, oh, you know, I've heard he's been getting beat up in sparring and this and this. I think rubbish. I mean, certainly about Jaya Pattaya. Rubbish. But, Do you know what's so way, funny? If there is a rumour about AJ, can you let me know about it? So <laughs> I'll, I'll double check on that as well, but certainly not what I've heard of. No. Do you know what's funny about that too? Because you're absolutely right about that. It's so easy for us to catch something and... But it's Twittersphere, isn't it? It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Someone, like I've seen some stuff like... The American one's just as bad, really. And it's like, it just takes one guy to say something. Some, I read something the other day about some fight that's been made. I'm like... And then next thing, there's like a thousand people talking about the fight, retweeting it, and then it just goes like wildfire. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. listen, I, Opatai did not drop Tyson Fury. And I'm sure Tyson Fury is prepared and ready for a, a huge night, February 17th. I can't wait. I can't wait to be there. Ed, why is he not on the card Who? anymore? Jay. Jay. Jay is. Yeah. He is. He is on the card. He's fighting Maris Bradis. He li- why, what happened? So Again. He, so he flew in to spar Tyson Fury. Stayed for a few days. They sparred. They did five rounds. He's fighting Maris Bradis, who's an orthodox fighter. Tyson Fury has eight, or probably, I don't know, six or eight Southpaw sparring partners to prepare for Alexander Usyk. Jai Opatai, I think, after a few days, thought to himself, I'm just not going to get the orthodox sparring I need for Maris Bradis. So after a week or wherever he's there, he flew home. That's it. Look. See, that's what, then again, back to the rumors. Because you know how the rumors were, yeah, were, yeah, 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 exactly. It was like he was sent home. He's not on the card anymore. I'm like, wait a minute, let me right. ask Eddie about he that. He wasn't sent home. He just decided, quite oh. rightly, probably yeah. shouldn't have gone anyway. But it was the experience of going. Yeah. Like, And he wanted to spar Tyson Fury. But soon realized, I ain't going to have a great camp here mm. sparring a load of southpaws where I'm, when I'm sparring an orthodox in Bradis. It's a great fight, by the yeah. way, that is. It's going to be a great card. All right, Eddie, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Um, and then I would say, hey, let's catch up tomorrow, but I think we pretty much yeah, covered it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Unless yeah. there's some other rumors that pop yeah, off right. tomorrow. Let me know. Let me know, yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you. Right. Sports Social Podcast Network.